0: golfers welcome back to the podcast this is chasing your best you're here because you want to play better golf or pursue it in some form and just make some progress and I'm here because I want to help give you a few more tools resources best practices things I've learned happenings in my day-to-day job my job is to teach and coach golf my job is to help people play better golf that's been my profession for the last decade. And I'm here to pass along that information to you. So let's hop into today's podcast. I want to go through some different practice strategies that are going to help you move along or maybe think outside the box. Just some things that you can do differently and allocate your range time differently to make the most out of your time. I find that time is not the inhibitor or the barrier to play better golf for most people. Most people have or put in enough time. It's just how they use that time. A lot of people just go to the range and beat balls mindlessly. I promise that right now, wherever you are, driving, sitting, listening in the gym, wherever, that you have fallen into this trap, I have fallen into this trap where we just go to the range we lay down a bucket of balls, and then the next thing you know, we're just caught in this trance where we're just smacking ball after ball after ball. And that kind of practice is definitely not the most productive kind of practice, or it should not be 100% of our time and how we use our time. The reality is, for a lot of people, it is. It is simply most people go to the range, dump their bucket of balls over. And even if they go in with a plan, they just end up hitting balls on repeat. So here's a few different strategies that can kind of uh, set you up for success, use your time differently, maybe inspire you to practice a little differently. Now this first thing I like, and it's I would call this maybe an upper level strategy, but it's to go to the range and to practice hitting different shot shapes. Now level one, or where most of us should start out, is by learning to make a ball curve right, and then learning to make a ball curve left. I think for most of us, that's the right kind of practice, is just learn to hit a fade and learn to hit a draw. And when you're doing these, learn to hit a fade that ends up on target. So this would be like level two. So for level two, to have a fade that ends up on target, you have to start it left. So you can move your stance left or you can shift your path left. There's a variety of ways to do it. I'd recommend moving your aim point left and then learning to to start the ball left and, and use a similar swing path. And then learning to hit a draw that starts right at target and ends up on target. That would be like level two. Level three to this would be adding different trajectories. So hitting a low ball and then hitting a high ball and then hitting a low draw and then hitting a high draw and then hitting a low fade and then hitting a high fade. This is something Tiger was popular for doing and I'm not sure how much of his practice it is now or he makes it part of his program, but it's definitely something he would do at major points in his career where he was just working. He called the ball flight tree hit a low, hit a high, hit a medium, work it right, work it right, work it right, work it left, work it left, work it left. And that's definitely a great skill building and tool to add to the tool belt. I particularly like this kind of practice because to me, you're you're building out your skill set. You're not becoming one dimensional. And you can play good golf one dimensionally meaning that you might just hit one shot most of the time for most of your ball flights. But just gaining more aptitude with the tool you're using, gaining more proficiency with that tool is like leveling up your skill set. So I dig that. Now, another version of this, and we could call it a separate drill, is just learning to flight the ball high and learning to flight the ball low. Change your trajectories. Hit a high, hit a low. Use similar ball positions and learn to change your trajectories. That in itself is uh, is a real skill. And you can get as picky as you want with this, as advanced or as beginner as you are, but learn to hit it high and learn to hit it low. That's important stuff. It's just like, I dig it. So another version or another drill or another thing that you can do is hit to a target. So let's say you have a 150 yard pin out there. And let's say that that's your stock eight iron. So let's hit some stock eight irons at that pin. Let's see how we do. And then let's go up a club. Let's go to your seven iron. And let's learn to hit a controlled shot to that 150 yard. And then let's go down a club to your nine iron. And then let's learn to what it really feels like to hammer on an iron and to de-loft it and to get some extra distance out of that iron when you need it. Now, if you're catching a the theme here, the theme is that we're, we're kind of just exploring how to use our golf club we're giving ourselves different avenues to use our creativity and to develop some different fields that we can then later come back to when it matters. Because if you haven't practiced it, you're not going to perform up to some high level. You're gonna perform down to your lowest level of preparation. So if you haven't prepared, you're not just gonna to rise to the occasion, you're gonna to fall to your whatever your practice level was. Now, another great thing to practice is driving accuracy. Most ranges, you'll be able to find a couple flags or a couple poles and set that up as as your mock fairway. And then I want you to go hit 14 drives and treat every drive as if it were a meaningful drive that you wanted to hit the fairway. Go through your pre-shot routine, go through it like clockwork, and then do your best to hit that fairway. Do that 14 times and see how many fairways you hit. See how well you struck it. That's a good, honest gauge of your ability to practice when it matters. And and the key to that is really treating every shot like it truly matters. And if you can do that in your practice, you're going to perform better when you play. I find that people that don't play how they practice there's that gap saying, hey, I hit it good when I practice, but I don't hit it good when I play because they've never practiced with the same intent or intensity that they've had on the golf course. All of a sudden, they get on the golf course and it matters. And when it matters, they're not performing because they they haven't practiced it. So simply match your intensity or do your best to match your intensity. And that's where bringing a, an extra player in or having a partner that you can practice with and compete with and a healthy style of competition will help level up your play for sure. Having healthy competition is a great way for both of you to to level up your play. Now we've talked a little bit about flighting it up, flighting it down, working it right, working it left, and just some different varieties of practice methods that you can use at the range. And we can definitely expand on this topic. It's a topic I feel very strongly about. And I just see a lot of people practicing and they're just practicing the same old stuff. So go out, use your creativity, try something different. And explore your skill set. Now let's talk a little bit about short game because we can use some of this stuff with short game. And particularly what I like is going high and low and trying to get to a target. So set two balls down from the same place and try to hit one high and use the same club, by the way. So if your sandwich is a 56, use your 56 and hit it high and try to get as close to the target as you can. And then hit it low and really hit it low and and see what you can do. Like Develop your skill set. Develop your creativity. Go high. Go low. And just practice. And then another best practice for going out and practicing your short game is just grabbing two to three golf balls. Hit two to three golf balls and move. Hit two to three golf balls and move. The reason I like that is because it, you're mocking the how you play golf more you, more accurately. You're not playing golf from the same position over and over again. So why would you practice from the same position over and over again? And all too often you'll go to a a short game area and you'll see someone with a whole bucket of golf balls down. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, stop doing that. Take two to three golf balls, hit and move. Now one, most of the time you're inconveniencing most other people that are there. Hitting from the same spot and loading up the green. Now don't get me wrong, there's a time and a place for this. And I do think that kind of practice can be productive. That's called block practice. Block practice is particularly important and pertinent when you are learning new skills. So for example, if you're learning your chipping form, block practice is a productive way to practice that chipping form. But after we've worked through some basic skill sets, we definitely want to move around more often than we block practice. And I also think being aware of your surroundings when you want to do block practice is, is nice etiquette. If you're at a busy public course and you lay down 20 golf balls and you're chipping them all over the green, I just don't love that from an etiquette perspective. So I would prefer you took two to three to four or five b- golf balls and just hit and move, hit and move and just respect everyone, everyone's space to be out there and use that facility. So I like that for short game, work high, work low, move yourself around and imitate golf. Play around with the club face, close it, open it, see what you can do and see how, how that makes your golf ball react. I dig that. Now let's hop over to putting because putting, putting is really, really important. If we're gonna accrue generally at least... 25% of our strokes, up to 50% of our strokes putting. Hopefully not 50%, but it does happen. So putting is, an, is very, very important. Every hole ends with a putt, every match ends with a putt, typically speaking. So developing your putting is huge. Now I really look at putting practice is there's two kinds of practice that are important. Distance and direction. First off, we wanna develop our distance control. I like doing things like putting to the fringe. Give yourself a window from the fringe to some window, say two feet away and try to stack golf balls in there. And all you're really trying to do is you're not focusing so much on your aim, you're focusing more on your distance control. And then to practice your aim, I'd like you to get closer to the hole. Hit putts that are three to six feet that you can either set up a gate or you can set up something where you kind of know that you're gonna roll the golf ball at the hole, or you're gonna be able to work on your alignment while you're working on That This is working on our direction. So popular direction drills are like a little gate drill. You can place two tees about a foot in front of your golf ball, practice rolling it through that. You can use alignment rods and set two alignment rods down like parallel train tracks and practice rolling the ball through that. There's a variety of ways to do it, but basically you're gonna set yourself up so you're gonna work on your aim and you're gonna work on executing on that aim and creating proper direction. All right, y'all, I just wanted to hang with you and kick it today and give you some some thoughts to provoke your practice style. Hopefully you learned a thing or two. If you'd like to dive in deeper on range drills, short game drills, or putting drills, just give me a shout on either my socials or my email. I like these topics. I, I really like time allocation and budgeting your time and, and just how to use it differently so you can make the most progress the most efficiently. We're going to play the game for a long time. Slow and steady wins the race, build your skill set, learn to use your tools, and have fun out there. I appreciate y'all for hanging up for another podcast. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.